Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. You have probably heard about the, our topic today, the, this study that is making the rounds in, in our news cycle about men and recycling, and specifically <laughs> heterosexual men who don't recycle because they are afraid that doing so will make others perceive them yeah. as homosexual. Right, right. So, yes, this is a story. That's the first thing. Homophobia, among other things. Yeah, it's the first thing I think. You recycle? How dare you? You must be gay. <laughs> I mean, that's. I thought that's what we all thought. No, sarcasm. Um, there has been a lot of stuff. I just wanted to say at the top before we get into this. Um, there, there's been a lot in the news lately about the merits of recycling and the problem of recycling poorly that a lot of us do. Me. I know that I was shocked to learn some of the things I should have been doing this whole time and I didn't realize, like taking the, the little lippy thing off bottles. Yeah, I didn't know the that. little plastic bits. Yeah. Um, so keep that in the back of your mind as well. Uh, the China not taking our waste anymore or recycling, so some places are burning it. Um, Thanks, Trump. I have tiny hands. <laughs> not properly washing items out, the cost of recycling. Um, and in a lot of ways, recycling is privileged. Access to bins or a place to recycle, time to right. do it. I will say, one of my favorite um, <laughs> day after stories after a night of, of drinking and partying, I had been telling people about this, that I heard a story about how we're doing a bad job recycling. We need to wash out all of our plastics. And the next morning, I woke up and I opened the dishwasher, and there's all this plastic stuff in there. And I, I called out, "Who did this? What is this?" And my friend was like, "You said we didn't clean ours." Your friend was doing exactly what you asked. I sure it might melt into the system exactly. and everything goes wrong with the actual dishwasher, but she was doing what you asked. I guess I can't blame her. You know. You're right. <laughs> also, just wanted to mention. Side note: People have been recycling since 400 BCE. Does it look like long time? I mean, I think it's probably just you know redoing, reusing, reusing, ah, clean, gotcha. reusing. Okay, so just to start out, the average American produces four point three pounds of waste a day, adding up to an annual two hundred and forty three million tons. The more industrialized a country, the more waste it produces generally. But okay, so this this study. Mm-hmm. that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Researchers at Penn State University recently published a study in the journal Sex Roles called Gender Bending and Gender Conformity, the Social Consequences of Engaging in Feminine and Masculine Pro-Environmental Behaviors that found participants perceived men who used reusable tote bags as less masculine. And not only that, the 960 participants also coded recycling and clothesline drying as a more feminine thing. Both male and female participants reported that, which of course is a bad thing in our ridiculous gendered society. Previous research has come to similar conclusions, and this has an impact on the health and future of our planet. So that's huge. It's huge. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet... Still relatively minor on the scale of things, considering that as of 2013, 90 companies were responsible for two-thirds of global emissions from the start of the industrial age until now. That said, attitudes like this do point to larger problems like homophobia and may restrain effective climate activism. And again, going back to, we've talked about it before, the reaction to AOC's Mm -hmm. Green Deal and the Mm -hmm. criticism around it, a lot of it did seem to boil down to 
be quiet, you silly little girl, and stay away from my manly hamburgers. Right, you're going to take away meat? Yeah. How dare you? you? You monster. I do like meat, though. I do, saying. too. I do, too. But <laughs> it was a little a over little, the top. A bit. Just a bit. Just a bit. Um, and we've ta- also talked before about the feminization of the Democratic Party at large and climate as a part of that is damaging when it comes to having a global impact on climate change. And on a personal note, I have to say, when I see people doing environmentally friendly things, I never, <laughs> to my knowledge, have thought that they are gay. But I have thought um, they're probably liberal, which is messed up in itself. Right, I agree with you on that. Never really placed some idea of a sexual identity on it, yeah. but did think of it as a city thing, quote-unquote. Yeah. I uh, grew up in a very rural area, and that didn't have uh, any of the city trash pickup right. or recycling bins and any of that such. And so I had no real idea, concept behind recycling. I knew what it was. Of course, I watched Sesame Street. Recycle, reduce, reuse Sesame Street. I did learn that growing Look at up. that, the you power know, of Sesame you know, Street. Hey, look. There's a lot of power behind Sesame Street. We know it. this. But up until recently, we either um, um, just took the <laughs> we either just took the trash to a city dumpster, which actually cost us money because you oh. had to weigh it. Yeah. And, oh, and then, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Or you just burned it. Oh wow. And that was it. In the backyard, mm-hmm. we had a little special spot where we burned the trash, mm-hmm. and that was the end of the story. And anything else that didn't burn, you just took it. And I think even now, my parents do that because they don't have access to trash bins. We're still so far out yeah. of the city lines, quote unquote, yeah. that we don't have access, or my parents don't have access to that. So part of that is A, I did come from a small town that didn't have that. B, we couldn't really afford or had the time because yeah. they had four kids. Like, again, this is like all excuses, but essentially we were like a lower income family growing yeah. up. So that was not an option or a thought. Yeah. So and to me, it was never about anybody right. being gay. <laughs> no, no. It was seemed like more of a privileged and more of a yeah. uppity. Uppity. Yeah. City it, thing. An uppity, uppity city, city thing. thing. Exactly. Okay. Than okay. anything else. My... So I, I'm also from a very small town, but um, my dad is super, he was the environmentalist right. in our family. And um, it was, we always did it, but we did have to, like, that reminded me of, you know, you would save up the cans, you'd get 12 cents a can. Right. Um, but if we wanted to recycle, we we would put stuff under our, our house for storage because it was 30 minutes away. So right. we would like have to make it worth it to go out there. And it would be, you know, recycling day. Right. We'd all go out and sort and do stuff like that. I think we gave our cans to an uncle who <laughs> would walk to the, uh, it was an all-day walk for him to yeah. go and get that money and change back so he could buy us gum. Oh, yeah. you really wanted some gum, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't want it. They just brought it to us. That's just what what he got for you. Okay. (laughs) That was his his go-to. That's an interesting one. Um, And when I was thinking about this, I also was wondering why it is that caring about stuff, like your health, as we discussed in our our Why Men Like Meat and Women Like Salad episode, Mm -hmm. uh, the health of the planet, why is that feminine and weak? Um, Feminine and thus weak. Yes. Yeah. That's that's pretty ridiculous. Right. Um, some researchers suggest women prioritize altruistic issues more than men or maybe has to do with empathy or lack thereof. I kind of wonder, no one really, to my knowledge, brought this up 
But I was sort of wondering, especially with the reusable bags, maybe it's just some weird association with women carrying bags and men normally don't. Yeah, but we have bike messenger bags and briefcases that's all been in use for years. And briefcases is a sign of status, right? There's one of my uh, dear friends who works here, Chandler. He carries a briefcase. And Chandler's like, Chandler is not. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. He's in T-shirt and flip-flops. I love it. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, see, that means he's a status. He's got a briefcase. Maybe that's his way of, like, really bucking the status quo. (laughs) Well, yeah, with all the bits and pieces of the information, it just seems like assigning something as effeminate makes it an automatic negative. This, of course, can be another episode. Yeah. Uh, but how did the political and social agenda begin to weaponize gender in such a weird way? I know it's a whole historical patriarchal society thing, but to define an idea as girly or wimpy, like environmental issues or health, just seems so far-fetched. It's almost like an SNL sketch. Yeah. Like, it's, like when I first read that, that recycling was associated with being gay, yeah. I was like, this is an Onion article, right? Right. It was so absurd. Yeah, totally. The study found also that when given the option between partnering with a member of the opposite sex that was gender conforming and gender non-conforming when it came to environmental habits, so eco-friendlier choices for women within their realm, within this feminine realm that we've made up, so not so much like caulking windows is the example they kept giving, and non-eco-friendly choices for men, and yes, this is heteronormative, (laughs) men were more likely to go with the gender-conforming option. Um, Yeah, so when this woman was, when if, if, if given the example, again, caulking windows, this woman was more likely to have her sexuality thrown into question too, even though that is an environmentally right. friendly thing. Right. But it's seen as more manly. Like construction. You don't do construction. Women don't do construction. You can't build things. The signs say men at work, not women right. at work. Why are we doing that? <laughs> uh, some of the other pro-environmental behaviors, or PEBs as the study labeled them, were paying your bills online, which I just see as convenient. Right. Like first, environmentally friendly Good plus, right. but it's convenient. No. A is convenient because I'm lazy and don't want to actually write things out. Yes. So if I can do it as an automatic withdrawal, wonderful. B, usually I get some kind of benefit from it, you know, um, yeah, whatever true. account gives you a small discount. And I'm like, yeah. yep, yep, give me that. Also, you don't have to shred it, although probably your information is oh, available yeah. online. <laughs> but you don't have to, to go through the shredding of the paper and then right. I do, do, that's a whole People thing. People also stole things from the trash cans and recycling bins all the time. I know. That's why I tear things up and then I mix them up in different... Do you do that too? Yes. I do too. I just, I'm like, it's kind of like sprinkling about. Yes, yes. <laughs> I got like a little box and every week I put a little bit in there. <laughs> Not going to get my info unless I go to a store where all of it's stolen. Anyway, this is a different episode. Um, turning off the AC also was in there. Which is weird because that's my dad. My dad would yell out about how we... Saving do, money, Yeah, right? they would save money as well as shutting the door and yeah. making these things were closed off and... I've never heard my mom. My mom would definitely do that, but my dad would be the one mm. to be complaining the loudest about that, and my mom would be like, I'm cold, or I'm too warm, or like something along those lines. Yeah. So I've never seen that as effeminate either. Yeah, yeah. Definitely maybe it's environmental. Me. I mean, maybe it's social, like where you're at. Maybe. Ecological. Maybe. Yes. And I will say, and we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a second. At first, I was hesitant to talk about this at all because a lot of times these studies come out and they catch headlines and it's kind of the the news cycle getting really excited about something and there might not be that much actually there. Right. But there have been several studies around this and they've found similar things. So even if 
it's hard. People are complicated, and it's really hard to get to one thing. Right. Why? But there has been a lot of research done around this, and there is something going on. Right. I mean, they've done research about why people aren't doing it to begin with. And yeah. kind of like you and I talked about why we d- I didn't do it growing up and mm-hmm. what the reasons were. It kind of was like, wait, but there's a bigger significance right. in this population more than that. So, obviously. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, women in the study, they expressed a desire to associate with women who shared their views on the environment and the behaviors that came along with that. Yeah, from lead study author Janet K. Swim, she says, We were surprised that it was only women who experienced being avoided if they engaged in non-conforming gender role behaviors. We can't say why this is happening, but it is a social consequence. Women may be experiencing this negative feedback and might not know why. Like that's my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Negative feedback. Not sure why. And that's going to be on your tombstone. Perfect. (laughs) So see, this is an example of homophobia hurting everybody. Everyone. Um, Primarily LGBTQ plus people, of course, but everybody. This is deeply ingrained. Even a dude who is all for LGBTQ plus rights might chafe at being, quote, mistaken for being gay. Right. Um, same for women. It, it can lead to violence, a refusal to back down, to make sure manliness is intact when it comes to fights. It contributes to a culture that accepts the degradation and even assault of women. It might prevent men who suffer from depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation from seeking help for fear of seeming gay. Mm-hmm. So this is this is pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty big. It's very important. And we do have other studies that we can talk about in regards to all of this. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. There is another study we wanted to touch on from Scientific American from 2017, looking into what they deemed as the gender gap between green behaviors. 2,000 Americans and Chinese participated. It similarly found a connection between environmentally friendly behaviors and perceived femininity. It built on earlier studies that found women litter less, recycle more, waste less water and electricity, and overall have less of a carbon footprint than men. In the study, participants were asked to rate the environmental friendliness of a canvas bag and then the perceived masculinity or femininity. Almost everyone gave it the check, this canvas bag, as environmentally friendly. Um, And almost everyone coded it as feminine, no matter the gender of the person carrying the bag. In another experiment, men were given a flowery pink gift card a.k.a. a girly gift card, and then were asked to use it to buy either regular or eco-friendly items. And they were more likely to eschew the eco-friendly stuff if they had gotten the flowery pink card as opposed to a regular non-coded feminine card. And I love in the study the language they used, we threatened their masculinity with the pink flowery card. (laughs) (laughs) It's so serious, but it's so silly. Um, there are bags, too, that say, I use this bag because my wife cares about the environment. So, gosh, all right. Yeah, I think that just grows overall. I mean, I go for the puns. Have you seen those bags where it says, you know, um, turn up for what? And what I mean, turn up, T-U-R-N-I-P. Yes, of course. Or let us save the world. Have the turn up for what? Oh, that's... Oh, Samantha, I love you even more. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously better. And how is that effeminate? It's just it's puns. puns. Who doesn't love a good pun? Especially like, vegetable pun. 
Those are the best of the puns. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm glad we agree on this. <laughs> um, and yeah, this is, I like I said, this is very odd to me personally because my dad in our family was all about protecting the environment. He kind of led the charge in our house. Right, and I, like I said, my parents weren't really at all into it, and I don't know their opinion about it now, but the dudes I hang out with are now more likely and more thoughtful than I am about it. Like, they will go and rinse out everything and make yeah. sure it's completely dry, take apart everything, put any, you know, they are the ones that do that, and I'm just kind of sit there and just sits in my bag and my wait to do it at the very last minute of any of the things. So I'm like, yeah, I, I don't see that. Maybe it's just the people I hang out with. yeah. I think that's also the reason I attributed to like city life versus rural life. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are both valid points. Another study found that this behavior of safeguarding masculinity when it comes to green behavior is conducted in public and private, which is fascinating to maintain your self-perception of your, your masculinity. Hmm. Fascinating. On top of that, men are more likely to work in the waste and recycling industry. Right. And these industries have even launched campaigns focused on increasing the number of female workers in their ranks. Worth noting, um, because it came up in several articles, makeup and fashion industries largely made of female consumers produce a lot of waste. They really do. Um, And related, if you look at the zero waste movement, that largely falls to women as well, makeup and all. So this is exactly what it sounds like if you're not familiar. It's, you know producing zero waste or as close to it as you can, using mason jars, organizing refrigerators. According to Vox, this too has been feminized, largely because women still do most of the grocery shopping in this country. It's another piece of this all we women are supposed to be having. Uh, The perfect clean home is labor-intensive. There's also the bag aspect of it. Since women usually carry bags, they get the joy of carrying all the reusable utensils, napkins, straws, mason jars, and tins when it comes to this zero-waste movement. You can also find arguments out there that waste and pollution impacts women more than men. That's interesting. Yeah, I think um, the whole no-waste movement and doing all of that, that's a lot of work. It's so much work. When I watch people talk about how they have to do it and what they do, it's a lot of thought process and yeah, I'm lazy, but I need to do better. I need to do better. But I think it's going to be a little while before I can get to the no waste part of all of that. Yeah. Um, I know Joe Kev on my calendar on September 6th. Be better. <laughs> we'll see what that includes. Why, why September 6th? Because it's after Dragon Con. Oh. I'm not going to be better during Dragon Con. I'm going to be worse. I'm at my worst during Dragon Con. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, and I got you. I got you. Um, but I, I, that's a topic I would love to return to someday of um, waste and pollution impacting women more than men because um, there are there's a lot of studies out there about that. Yeah. Um, and especially like when it comes to fertility and breast cancer, mm-hmm. things like that. Anyway, future episode. We do have some more in this very episode, though. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. So, um, on a grim note, according to some scientists, we may only have 18 months to do something about climate change 
before it's the point of no return, before it is too late. Um, so this is this is an important conversation to be had right now, even though, like we said at the top, really companies are the ones we 90. need. Yeah, but but the behaviors that we have on an individual level can influence things like that because if the individuals in that company are having these also negative things and also capitalism, we can't forget that. Right. But it, it does make a difference. One of the studies suggested masculine-friendly marketing around eco-friendly products and behaviors, which I guess if it helps, but oh my gosh. Uh, from Scientific American, eco-friendly marketing messages and materials can be designed to f- affirm men's masculinity and give them the confidence to overcome their fear of being judged as feminine when engaging in green behaviors. For example, in one experiment, Men who received feedback affirming their masculinity were more interested in purchasing an eco-friendly version of a cleaning product. Men who feel secure in their manhood are more comfortable going green. Second, green products and organizations can be marketed as more men environmentally friendly. That, that was me, them, not me. That made me want to vomit a little bit. <laughs> um, with more masculine fonts, colors, words, and images used in the branding. To illustrate, men in one experiment were more likely to donate to a green nonprofit with a masculine logo, which black and dark blue colors featuring a howling wolf with the name Wilderness Rangers in bold font, than one in a traditional logo, green and light tan colors featuring a tree with the name Friends of Nature in a frilly font. Make the man feel manly, and he's more likely to go green. I, I don't. We've got the solution. <laughs> this is helping. Not no, helping. <laughs> no, I also have seen ads lately come my way on this very show about like um, they're trying to turn cleaning into a masculine thing right. so women feel better about doing it. What? This is missing the whole point. Wait, of, is this like a reverse psychology type of it's thing? It's like women, you, we know that it takes a real tough person to clean the house. And that's women doing most of that work. So you're super tough. What is happening? What is happening? Wow. Anyway, um, these are these are legit suggestions. Just to drive that point home again, because we do try to end on what can we do. Right. These are the suggestions we found. So make your marketing more manly. Another suggestion is using more male figures and ads about sustainability. I mean, we do have Bernie, the Bernie Bros. Sure. I bet they listen to Bernie with his stuff about global warming and overall sustainability. That's cool, right? Yeah. We're already a step up, maybe. All of this feels so... We're just making... We're still saying it's worse to be effeminate or gay. Fair. And so, therefore, we must change everything so that men can feel comfortable. You know what I love? Empathy and just good, kind humanity. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like I like a planet that's habitable. Again, I know there's been a lot of talk about recycling and the uh that recycling is not the end all be all. But this all these habits suggest so much more than just recycling, like not even bringing a canvas bag. Right. Um and uh Stephen Colbert after the study came out, he ran with this. The earth may be boiling and broiling to a crisp. But according to a new study, men don't recycle to avoid looking gay. Really? Really, men? Is there no limit to straight male fragility? This isn't just toxic masculinity. This is literally toxic. And as a rugged, heterosexual man, I feel responsible to convince my fellow hairy-chested man-men that caring for the earth is butch as hell. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god! You know what? I, this doesn't remind me a little of um, the Parks and Rec episode with Ron versus Ron. I feel like that's an interesting because I, I kept thinking about that about the the dudes who are like the Ron Swanson type dudes right. who who live off the earth and who make all their own stuff, and they're always seen as super manly. But I guess it's just when it comes to carrying bags. Yeah, uh, we we need to get rid of. We need to recycle these outdated gender attitudes and <laughs> just move forward. Let's, let's move um, forward. Yeah, let's not assign things with gender. Let's not assign yeah, let's ideas just... as gender. How about that? Yeah. Um, so that's where we'll, we'll <laughs> stop for this episode. Um, we do want to um, do an episode around ecofeminism. That's something that's been, I've been excited right. to talk about for a while. So if you have anything about that, please write in. We're planning on bringing back listener mail soon, so get those. Oh, are we? Yes. I'm scared. Yes. yes. No, it's exciting. Okay. Uh, get those letters coming. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff Mom never told you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Who recycles. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.